Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Blooming Girls Podcast. I am your host, Tony Sunny. Okay, guys, yes, I know it has been a while, and it has been a while, and I'm sorry. <laughs> but hey, um, it has been an amazing season. It has been an amazing year. But yeah, this just lets you know, this is the last episode of the season. You've been waiting for it, and this is it. So this today's episode is... I, an episode that's very dear to my heart because i don't know if you guys remember a couple of episodes ago where i was talking about somebody who is um probably one of the most amazing people ever in terms of i think that the strength that this person has and just the, this person she means the world to me and i spoke about how you know she has so many friends but like initially i was like oh my god how can she ask me but like she's just so amazing so people are easily drawn to her i'm looking away from her now. i'm not looking her in the eye <laughs> but like she's just somebody that is just just got the purest heart i have ever seen in my life like you know when somebody's pure and these are the words that i use you know when someone is just pure and kind and just that's it i mean she could be this shady from time to time <laughs> we shade from time to time but like she's really just an amazing and amazing person she's literally my oldest friend at this point yes i think so you are right yeah she's my oldest friend at this point but yeah i've known her for from secondary school literally and i'll tell the story so when i was in secondary school yeah i um had to repeat ss1 and up until that point i had had a terrible time in school so from primary school to secondary school i just people just generally did not like me for whatever reason i really struggled so when i changed school i was in one school from js1 to js3 then i changed in ss1 so in this new school i still also struggled with friends it was just really hard for whatever reason it was just really tough so i had to repeat ss1 because i failed math um and but i tell you that that repetition that repeating that i did was the best thing to ever happen to my life because i changed I, I i repeated obviously my mates left i stayed in that class and i met some of the most amazing people ever like it was like i went from being um just the outcast to being somebody that people actually liked like people just liked me you know it was like god was just like now nah, leave those people this is where i need you to be and there's obviously a lesson in that but i'm not going to talk about that but hey this was one of the people when I moved to this new class, one of my people sits then, SS1C, SS1C, she was sat next to me and it has just been great since then. And it's like one of my favorite people. So hey, in your room, in your house, in your car, just give a shout out to my friend, Ayamide Makide. Okay, hi. What's the deal? Okay, hi. <laughs> you're here without wickup. You're shouting. You're wearing wickup. Okay, guys. So if you, you, if, if you don't know me, like, don't let what Tony said fool you. I'm not a serious person. Um, okay. She used to wear Achiva's ties. I got this She was one of the smartest people. Me, I was her friend. I know I'm brain. <laughs> she was the one that used to dash me. Let's be serious. Let's be Okay, guys. Okay, yeah. So we're serious. Okay, yeah, so yeah. yeah, so it's a big, big pleasure to be here mm-hmm. to speak to you, Tony's community, Tony's Worry. blooming girls. Uh, this is something that she has, even from like uni, she always wanted to do this. So when I saw her like putting out stuff, I was very impressed. I was proud that I despite, you know, <laughs> but like I'm just like letting them know the journey, yeah, yeah, yeah. like despite all, 
she has been consistent no matter how difficult or how challenging it seemed now look at you they look people eye to eye <laughs> so yeah and i'm i'm proud that she's taking on well i say this mandate or this calling and like she's sticking with it running with it she's grabbing it <laughs> okay yeah so there's so much and i hope like we all pay close attention to this episode because there's so much so much we need to pass across and to just share to let people be refreshed to feel better and know that you're not alone in this there are so many so many other people out there that are going through tough stuff and they come out on the other side stronger victorious and you can be that person too it is not the end of the road okay thank you yeah so i'm just going to put you on the spot for a minute you wanted to write a book (laughs) i remember she had a dream to write this book and where is the status what is the status of this book (laughs) what is the status of this book incoming Coming. You better write that book. Okay. So now let's get to the gist of the day. So I'm just going to be asking her a few questions. The topic, today's topic is strength in adversity. So like I said, she's one of the strongest people that I've ever met. Sorry, as usual, there's always one background noise or the other. If you can hear the fan, I'm sorry, but it's fine. So like she said, this is a very, this is one episode I feel like, I felt like it was the best way to end the season. That's kind of why I delayed as well, because it needed to be heard. Um... But yeah, so we're talking about strength and adversity. And obviously, the trigger warning is obviously grief. We're talking down the lines of grief. Um, so I'll just pass that on, pass it on to her. And I'll just ask you, so can you tell us a bit about yourself, like your life journey, what you've been through so far? So I'll give you guys a snippet because my book is still coming. <laughs> so if I say everything here, <laughs> will you be able to buy the book? <laughs> so, okay, just to brief. Okay, so my name is Ayamide. McKinley. I'm the first of four children. Um, so I lost my parents at a very young age. Um, it happened in the space of four years. And it happened at a time where I least expected it. You never expect death or loss. Mm-hmm. But it came at a time when like, it was still too early. But so far, so good. I, if I go out there, nobody knows. I, I do not. That's not my identity. Yeah. That's not who I am. It's just something that happened to me in the course of my life. Wow. Yeah, and I try not to. I don't tell people that, except like the person knows me tilly tilly, like home to mm-hmm. my house. Mm-hmm. I work is not is not my identity. Nobody knows that. I, I just put in my best. And the important thing, like about me, is I do not let what has happened to me define me. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much that Ayomide Makinde has to do on this earth that a an incident or something that hap- like life brought will define. I don't want to be defined or called, oh, that orphan. No, that's mm-hmm. not me. I'm a beautiful, smart, Hot. intelligent, Hot. <laughs> intelligent, Hot. you know. Body. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, there's so much more to my story than that incident or those incidents. Yeah. Mm, yeah that's that's deep and that's why i mean i tell you that she's probably one of the strongest people that i've met because it's so hard it's so easy to fall into making things that happen to you your identity and i remember like at the time when these things were happening to her we were apart i was in 
I was in another country, she was here as well. So we're in different countries. And it was hard for me to communicate with you. And I told you this just recently. Like, I never knew what to say to her. As close as we were, I just never knew what I was going to say, what, what I was going to do. Because I'm just like, I, I cannot imagine what she's dealing with. And this girl held it down. Like, every time that I saw her, every time that we were, she was happy, she was cheerful. And I knew that she was going through a lot. But, like, she carried everything on her shoulders. And it was like, like she said just now, it didn't define her. Like, it didn't, and it, she was going through a lot. Do you understand? She was going through a whole lot. And, and I, I'm just like, I look at her and I'm, I'm still just like, I don't understand. I really don't, but it's just been so amazing. So, how was it having to take care of both your parents? So, at different times, like you said, both your parents were ill at different times. So, how was it the first time, obviously, being your dad? Like, how did you have to handle it? Okay, so for my dad, my dad, I was in secondary school at the time. Yeah, when he was first diagnosed. Yeah, SS2. When he was first diagnosed, and like when I went home on holiday just before SS3, we had a long talk and he explained he was diagnosed with cancer. So we had done like the medical route and okay, this is what he should do. We'll go for his surgery. And my dad being the pillar of faith that he was, I told I should not be worried. I was the closest to him, first child, you know, he's, he's um, the apple of his eye, you know. So he had given me so much confidence that, oh, I shouldn't worry. I just face my exams, you know, I should do what I needed to do. So I came back after the extensive SS3 exams, extension, all of that stuff. And I met him in a worse of state. So I was, that was when I started panicking, you know. I was worried. And he still had a smile on his face and told me, oh, that the surgery went well. He's recovering, he's recuperating, and there was no need to be alarmed. So throughout my, like, the period before I went to uni, I was taking care of him and I can assure you that taking care of a person, of a sick person, is one of the hardest things you can do as a child, even as a person, but as a child, it is, it it was tough mentally and emotionally because you just see yourself looking at the ghost of the person you used to know, but in physical form. Yeah, you were so young, you play So, I remember like there was Maybe I'll maybe have a little house parties and stuff yeah, then just yeah, after SS3. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't go for a number of them. And yeah. I felt bad at the time. Because my dad would say, oh, no, you need to do this for me. Yeah. He was incapacitated at the time already. So it was tough. But at that time, my mom was solidly behind him. And obviously, we had the family support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 supporting extended family as well. So on that side... I, I wasn't the I wasn't immediately in the forefront of the action because I I go to school come back and just but my siblings especially my younger sister she experienced firsthand taking care of my dad then just after university my mom fell ill at this time my siblings were all in boarding schools so, and my dad had passed it was just me and her mm. and throughout this time I kept asking why. Like, why, why again? And in the space of two years, I saw my bubbly, chubby mom become a skeleton. Literally, like, literally. As I'm speaking now, I am seeing yeah, my mother. Yeah. yeah. And 
in that moment or in that phase, you don't realize how much of a toll it is taking on you till you are at the other end. And this is if the person survives or if the person passes on to the other side. So I, I, I think it was just God's grace. And I, I surrounded myself with, with God's word, with like mm. church. I, I, was, I was in isolation, I would not lie. Mm. I caught a lot of friends of, yeah. of uh, not, let me not say friends, because my, my true friends were still with me, but like yeah. unnecessary acquaintances, yeah. relationships that were not benefiting yeah. me, yeah, yeah. I caught all of those off. I was in isolation. Yeah for the f- the first thing was i did not want pity from anybody i didn't want anybody to feel like oh this is see how what she's going through and they they relate with me yeah, with, yeah, yeah. i didn't want that yeah. i also did not want to give up give off the wrong energy yeah. you know there's a way you would come into your room and go, oh no this girl come and make a sad story yes. and yes. nah yeah. i didn't want that and another thing, also protecting my peace as a person, because there are some times when you go out there and instead of encouraging words and you just hear some people telling you their own Stories, terrible experiences yeah, that like are not adding. Olympics. Yeah, I'm that. not competing with you. Like yeah, I'm a baby girl. Forget this. Yes. Yeah, so no, when I was younger, imagine oh my God. what happened to me. At least you, you were a teenager. Uh, me, I was, was a, a baby. baby. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it was, it was, yeah. I think that, that phase, 2016 to 2018, defined who I am today yeah. as a person yeah. in terms of like my friendships, yeah. my relationships, mm. my approach to life mm. and the things I consider important. Mm. Like I look at, I, I, there's like a scale. Hmm. What benefit is this thing? If I'm about to go on any venture whatsoever, even if he's like talking to a person. Yeah. What am I offering this person? Mm. What is this person offering me? Are you taking from me? Yeah. Are you adding to me? Mm. In the grand scheme of things, is it How that important? Yeah. Is it that important? Yeah. And that has kind of like sieved. Like she said, a lot of people are like, and I, I do not take that grace for granted. Yeah. Um, I tell myself I'm light, like I am a light. So people are drawn to me, yeah. but I will not allow you dim my own light. Ooh. I will not allow you bring your negative, whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to my life. Yeah, I've been so good at that though. Because I, like, till this day, I don't think I ever saw you in a place of like, oh, uh, like, I, like, I remember when you called me. For when you told me about your dad, I don't know if you called me and sent me a text, but like it was like obviously that was a sad moment, but like you just carried on. Like you you had the strength, and it's amazing because it wasn't as if you were like some firebrand, you know, holy. Um, and I'm not saying that she wasn't, but what I'm trying to say is that the strength that she had from within, I feel like it was a gift from God. I feel like God just gave it to you because it was just something that she just had in her. Like she was equipped to it, you know. And it's like when you go through things, God had already just prepared her because this girl was strong. So let let me and I would. I'm happy you mentioned equipped. So when I was younger, my parents were pastors. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned. Mm-hmm. So being the firstborn, there's my daddy had told me. It's a long time I said my daddy. Yeah. <laughs> my father told me 
I'm mean, you're the firstborn, and I don't treat like you're a girl, but it doesn't mean mm. that you cannot do what men can do. Mm-hmm. So he had equipped me like as, he, he wasn't taking like you can never play second fiddle mm-hmm. to anybody. Mm-hmm. So even like spiritually, academically, yeah. academically it was yeah. Was he wouldn't. <laughs> so daddy, you are prefect. <laughs> No, <laughs> is a serious conversation. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, like, I had a very solid foundation. I have yeah. to give it to my parents. They yeah. did that. You did just say solid yeah. from a very, from a very early age. I remember taking on like Bible assignments wow. at like when we come on home on all the holidays, yeah. and they're just like, okay, so take the scripture, yeah. Psalms, mm. Proverbs, you know. What do you take your chapters one to this? Mm. And we, it was not like we hated it at that time. Yeah, or we didn't big, know like we were big. building yeah. our capacity. Wow. We were developing ourselves for this period. Because yeah. I cannot lie to you. The grace which you think I carry is strongly supported by the help of my siblings. Mm. None of my siblings have given me a reason to like... What if, what if my parents were here? What if mommy was here? What if my daddy was? Because they also took on that training to the T. Mm. They, they've been able to understand that it's not only Ayamide that was affected by this. Yeah. So it's not solely my response. We are yeah, all in. Yeah, house, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they still need some baby, baby. They're yeah, like, oh, yeah, big sis, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But that innate responsibility mm. and the maturity to face life head on they have that so that that basically sums up that strength that so tony is talking about is is not my doing it is the grace i carry and i do not take it for granted there's so many other like have like just phases in life and i'm like what if my parents were here but i take it on the chain and i'm like even if your parents were here what makes you think it would have been easier? Mm, yeah. They did. They obviously they were like the best canal for you to this. But the person who placed you here mm. has a plan and a purpose for you. Yeah. He we need, brought. We need yeah. that book. Uh-huh. We need that book. <laughs> <laughs> it's, coming. it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And I think today. Okay, the series in church today is don't give up. Mm. And. Every time I go to church in this month, I'm always reminded that giving up, you only give up when you, you know, like you want to die. Mm, that's the only time. Yeah. 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 Or like, or at the point of death, like, yeah. okay, this is the end. Yeah. Or when you are dying. Period. Yeah. There is still a 0.001% chance mm. of survival mm. until you are dead. Mm. So if, and let's let's not even take it too far to like loss of life, mm. loss of friendships, yeah. loss of lo- loss of um, property, and jobs. loss. Yes, yeah. it's not materialistic. They're important as well. They're very important too. So those things are building your capacity. Mm. It may not seem like it. It may seem like this is the end of the road. But trust me, so far the sun. Ah, this reminds me. On the day my mother died, uh, we're in the hospital. So she died. So it was f- not funny, but interestingly, she we left the hospital together. Mm. 
and before we go home she died in the car so we had to like by the time we, like we got home and we're like oh mommy like let's and she wasn't moving she was like her skin was so clear like mm. angelic so i was i was still a bit like no so i was at home more mm. like wasn't so we rushed her to a nearby clinic and those ones said oh they can't take i like bid oh. in front of that hospital i like just i collapsed there was i was my uncle and he had to like told me to get in and keep it moving so i went back we went back to the hospital that we like like the where she did the surgery and like we had to get like letters and all of those stuff for her death certificate mm. and after all of that like i stepped out of the hospital just like walking to take a walk and i said life continued like nothing stopped yeah nothing stopped, stopped. Yeah. and that's how we should take our own lives yeah if you give up nobody cares nobody cares everybody so moves on yeah. so dust yourself up and move oh. on Bounce back. I say if I fall, I tell myself if I fall back down ten thousand times, I will get up ten thousand and one times. Mm. I mean, some sometimes I would bounce back. Sometimes I will crawl back up. Mm. Sometimes I would wiggle back up, but I will get back up. Mm. I'm the sole, like, definer if that's a word of what happens to my life aside God. Mm. So if I'm going to languish in oh why did this happen to me yeah. what nah you will stay there mm. so let, let's not even like digress too much from the point the 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 no, no you're not digressing you're, you're giving no i just remembered something so i was doing the i was doing the hallelujah challenge the other day and i don't know if you remember but the reason why i actually joined the hallelujah i don't think i ever told you was because of you yeah so the first time i ever went and had a challenge because i was praying for you so i spent that whole time yeah i, I just remember the other day and i didn't want to say it because i also did not want to make you feel as though you know this person was you know but i remember i spent that whole month literally on a challenge because of you and i was just like oh Thank wow you. no it's fine yeah you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> but i just remembered i was just like because i was like how did i di- discover this thing and then i was like oh wow but yeah i remember but anyway so now let's get to the next let's get to the next uh okay let's get to the next one so basically how has it been having to deal with your faith post that loss so i mean obviously i'm talking about you 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 were equipped but do you feel like after your mom especially did it did you shake did you dwindle did you just say you know what i just can't like how did you handle it so like I I said my parents are pastors. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the first one I'm like okay, you know, it count it all joy. Yeah, 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 yeah. When trials, yeah. I was like okay, one blow. Yeah. Not bad. Turn the other cheek. Yeah. But that other cheek that it, that God or that my mom is passing. Yeah. I shook like yeah. I, I I didn't go to church for like a year. Yeah, okay. I wasn't interested. Yeah. In hearing I'm a pastor's child, so there's nothing new that you're telling me. I was yeah. born in church. Yeah. <laughs> so I was unfazed. There was no message, any pastor, any, you know. Yeah. I wasn't having it. Yeah. 
because it's 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 one thing to be a to be a church goer it's another thing to be okay i go to church i'm i'm vested in this church Mm. it's another thing to be a thoroughbred in church yeah and I sometimes I and this is a thought that normally crosses my mind that if maybe my parents were not pastors, I would not have oh, had such yeah. this level mm. of tribulation. Mm. Mm. You know, yeah. like I for a year, more than a year, I wasn't going to church, I wasn't interested, mm. I, I did not care for God. Mm. And God is a merciful God. Mm. He Very waited, yeah. he was mm. patient. Mm then covid happened in the heat of covid you know when you and and this is this is like an aside you know covid families were bonding you could see that oh it was a time and it was just my siblings and i and it was not to sound like sad or anything but that time you would see like parents and their children doing all this nice trailers and tiktoks and and it was just us you could see like parents reaching out to their children if they were in diaspora Mm. like sending like just cared yes and it was just us you could see like even just before the heat of the lockdown you could see how like people were like rushing around to like sick yeah get to their family even get to their family is one thing but the the care and concern of stocking up the house yeah. do this like, yeah protect yourself drink vitamin c drink all of those yeah, uh, one thousand ways to <laughs> yeah, yeah all of those motherly your parental care mm. i had to give that to myself because obviously they did not understand mm. it was they were scared as everyone else but i couldn't afford to be scared, be scared yeah. at that time so that i was at that time i like redirected myself Mm. and said you have to be this for Mm. your siblings because your parents were this for you Mm. so it wasn't a function of um i love i loved god 100 percent even despite no Mm. i did not care and when i say i did not care i wasn't but if i'm if i just see a a, an Instagram post that is cool. like move, <laughs> yeah, but God has a way of bringing you back yeah. into the fold, and that yeah. was what COVID did for me and my my faith. Mm. Like anyone listening who is in something similar, I can I can almost guarantee you that holding on to God is a better position to take. Because if you lean on your own understanding, if you lean on the understanding or the the message of this world, you would be discouraged, you would be distraught, and you would lose hope completely. And when you lose hope, I'm not even saying faith now, when you lose hope, there's no reason to live anymore. So just hold on to hope. You know, faith is even like Christian, like that it takes a level of of um Christianity or growth in Christianity to have faith. Mm. Hope is the barest minimum. Mm. Just hope. 
hope hope steadfastly in god and i can it's like you would know that even though uh-huh, even though okay yeah. well, i'll come out of this encourage yourself yeah yeah surround yourself with the right people surround yourself with the right people don't let don't let the internet Hmm. sway you don't let it sway you during that period i deleted a lot of my social media apps like just whatsapp and maybe mostly whatsapp yeah, because yeah, I was not on Instagram. I, I just, I didn't, deact- I didn't delete my account. I just deleted the app. So yeah. I would not, yeah. so I, I like immersed myself in songs, worship, praise. I think till today, worshiping every morning is still in my routine as I'm getting ready for work, as I'm driving. I am, do you know J on air? Like I, anybody yes, that yes, knows yes, me knows yes, like yes. I stand J on air because yes, yes. like in Lagos traffic, I am. Um, immersing myself rather i'm speaking in tongue you know because it has become part of my routine now now so slowly 30 minutes even 15 minutes Mm. just to soak yourself yeah Yeah, soak yourself in the right atmosphere it can change it can change your entire day and another thing if you're taking care of a sick person you're losing or let me not say you're emitting a lot of energy mm. physically mentally emotionally, emotionally. Yeah. so you need to also refill yourself but how, how do you reckon they do that okay so it depends on the the health concern there are some people that their health concern is is more physical Mm. some is mental but if it's a physical condition that you need to give physical aid to the person take out time to physically rest and exercise your own body like eat i wasn't eating some people are thinking oh you look the same way (laughs) i was going through a lot (laughs) i lost weight I lost weight. Yeah, I was skinny. I lost so much weight. So, like, take out time to eat. It may seem difficult because the entire routine is cumbersome. But eat and sleep. Like, so, because you have limited hours of sleep, whatever, like, maybe four hours or five hours, ensure that you are fully sleeping if you need to take sleeping pills take it because mm. your brain needs to function so for the 19 down, yeah. year 18 hours yeah. that you are obviously it needs to be recommended by like a doctor or yeah, something but, but yeah get yeah, get, to, get yeah, get, yeah. to you see your mind is on anxious you're Ooh, worried every yeah. single day i can imagine what every day was like so my mom couldn't sleep in she had to sleep in a particular position, but she couldn't be in that position for too long. Okay. So I had to like be moving like every one hour. I would prop up the pillows because she couldn't turn herself. Okay. So I had to lift her and turn her every to the other side. Yeah. She couldn't really sleep on her back. She couldn't sleep on her 
on her chest so she had to be on, on her, her side, side. Yeah. but she couldn't be on one side for too long so you're changing, changing her sides so like i said this can seem like oh this is the end of the road but you would come out of it mm. my message here is encouragement encouragement like encourage yourself from within mm. encourage yourself with the word of god encourage yourself in songs and worship make yourself happy because you cannot give what you don't have so even if the person you're you're taking care of is is you're not seeing significant progress progress Mm. it will help for you to also like give yourself joy so you can give that person some form of joy Mm. towards like a year into i was i was always cranky yeah I was cranky to my mom yes. because I was tired. Yeah, you're frustrated. So, like, like oh. yeah. So you just need because I can like the people in like the sick people. They don't want to be there yeah. either. They wish they, they didn't they, have they, to yeah, put you they, they, in that boarding. So they are already sad. sad. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. So just encourage yourself so you can encourage the other person. Yeah, that's that that's it. These are deep words. Like you guys you guys will never hear my voice because I I just I'm just I'm still in awe. Like I always say, I'm just in awe of of her and everything and I'm just learning a lot as well. Um so this is just this is gonna be the final question because I feel like it's got such a deep episode. Sorry, got such a deep episode. I needed to we needed to sink in. So we're not really gonna like, you know, dwell, dwell, dwell. Um but sorry. But so we'll just like you know round it up soon. So how did you handle life? So or well, you you've touched on this, but we'll just finalize this way. If you can give us just a general. So how do you feel like you handle life? Just dealing with all those blows, being so young, and did you ever feel like maybe you missed out? Did you ever feel like part of your younghood? Like because that time you were, this that was peak and yeah. like when i say yeah, enjoyment exactly peak body phase and it, it was like did you feel like it was taken away from you how did you handle it how did you navigate it and how are you now do you have any regrets from it like how are you now i mean you're still a body <laughs> but i mean she's not a body she's not the body of the streets she's a holy ghost body <laughs> But what I mean is, did you ever feel... Because, you know, that was the stage where most people our age were trying things, yeah. experimenting yeah. things in the club. I mean, then, that was when we were out partying yeah. and all that. So, how out did you... Uni. Out of yeah. uni, exactly. Life is fresh. So, how did you feel at that time? And, yeah, basically. Okay, so, during that period, I would not lie, I felt disadvantaged. I felt like my life was going past... Not past my life was going past me because mm. I did not see the end. Mm. Yeah. Like, I saw my friends like doing something, like, and like, for me, we had my parents had plans for me, so I was supposed to do my masters right after, yeah. and my mommy became sick. Mama, who go pay for these masters now? <laughs> you know, like, there were so many plans mm. we we had that just died <laughs> you know yeah and i felt why me not even why me why anybody yeah. 
like yeah <laughs> you know so yes but in retrospect like where i am today i do not regret i do not regret like the person i have become mm. you know it's two there are two ends of the pedestal some people can take this experience and become wayward Mm, yeah, this is much. Yeah, typically happens. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like, my, yes, and like, like God, never, never God. It could become something else. Yeah, I could have found comfort in cocaine. Cocaine, you know. Yeah. But really, I just thank God that I was able to retrace my steps mm. quickly. Not like I, I was even like on the far end of anything. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of my relationship with God. The kind of... You asked the question that did you regret? I don't regret though because the people that we, we were with me in that phase, they are tested and trusted friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are people that if I call today, I know they will rise on my behalf. There are people that if they call me, I will stand up. And do whatever it is. Mm. So it kind of defined my person. And my person now, I say to so myself, mm. I'm 100. Okay, my partner may disagree that I have oh. going on. She's getting married. <laughs> but, like, really, it is, it is a beautiful, like, an I'm I'm grateful to God. It's been a beautiful joy. Hey, for <laughs> myself. <laughs> it's been a beautiful so experience for your marriage. <laughs> Sir, shall I for me please hear this thing? <laughs> I'm grateful for you. <laughs> so like um I I don't think I lost out on anything at this point. Yeah. Then I felt that way, but now no. I do not regret. I do not. Um, I do not. What's that? I'm not resentful mm. towards anything or anyone. I know that when it is my time to do the things that I or my parents had planned for me. But and like I had to. And I just remembered like the sacrifices I had to make, because obviously there's. There's um and some people are wondering oh financially how am I doing? I'm not broke, oh, but if you ask me for my account number <laughs> <laughs> I'm not broke, I'm doing very well. It's <laughs> a brand new wig. <laughs> <laughs> but really like my brain <laughs> my <laughs> please. So like I had to put myself and I'm this is in context to my siblings, I had to put myself like, okay, you can't do your masters now. Your siblings still have a long way to go. They were still in secondary school mm. at the time. So my sister was in uni. Dustin was in secondary school. Very small boy, you know. So I had to like, okay, focus on them for this period. And I know that that sacrifice I did is something my father especially would have expected of me. Mm. It's something that I know that he is proud of me. Mm. For doing because it was been easy for a woman. You people should sort yourselves out. Yeah. But 
at the end of the day those little rest or not little that responsibility on me kind of put my head in the right place for life mm. so there is no I'm, i don't have any any there's nothing that can shake me now like i'm a fully grown planted you cannot influence me mm. <laughs> you cannot influence me because i know our bro mm. siblings are in the house yeah. you know they are looking up to me so there's so many things that now i'm like oh i should have tried that but i'm like to what end mm. okay i tried it and mm. yeah. yeah so yeah I didn't no regrets think about that. no regrets I actually, I actually didn't think about the financial part because I mean, you guys have actually never struggled. Like they actually never struggled, and I think that it was just one means. Because I remember when I f- when I first moved back, and then they they had like, oh, you know, we just changed the whole POP. Oh yeah, we did the painting. Oh yeah, we just changed this house. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, so there are many things. I'm just like, this girl is a baller. <laughs> Like I know, I know. Obviously, your parents had left things and they arranged and they set you guys up. But like, she was a very responsible. She is a very responsible person because there are many things that you could have done. Yeah. Do you know what I'm You could have actually just sold everything and gone to go do masters. I told you, I'm going, and you'll be sending money yes. from the from the UK. <laughs> but like, there was a lot of sacrifices and stuff that she did, and I just want to tell you that I'm so proud of you. I'm so, like, like I said. This is a topic that we've actually never really spoken about because for years I just never knew what to say. And we're very close. But for me, I'm just like, I don't I can't I see her and I'm just like, how is this human being still functioning with so much joy, so much beauty, so much gladness? And I just I was just always in awe and I'm just like it was something we've always just tiptoed around. I mean I was there when I needed to be, but like you know the thing we just never spoke it's about is yeah, I was just like I'm there, but like I don't wanna cause I I just didn't know. Yeah. Do you get so but it's just one of those things where it has been just so amazing to watch her journey and I'm so glad to have her on this episode. And yeah, so thank you so much thank for, for coming. Me. I wish I could give you iPhone fifteen yeah, as a guest. No, please take this khaki. Thank you oh, so much. Yes, your Benz is outside where yeah, it's outside waiting for you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you so you so much. Me. So as usual, guys, thank you so much for listening. We have come to the end of our season. Our season we've come to the end of this season. I am so thankful to you for sticking with me and sticking with us. Um I'm sorry for the delay for this episode, but I'm sure now that you've heard it, you're like, yeah. That was good. But yeah, I'm coming back obviously with season three. We're coming back good probably about next year. But thank you so so much for sticking with me throughout this episode. Thank you so much for ten for why now probably about almost twelve thousand listens or more. I haven't even checked. But thank you so so much. Thank you so so much for listening. My handle, as usual, you can follow us at the Blooming Girls Pod. You can follow me. T O N I underscore T O N S S. Okay, yes, I mean it does not want you to follow. <laughs> so it's fine. But yeah, follow me. All the way down follow her. Follow me. And then you can find me. You can find her while following me. But yeah, thank you guys so, so much. I appreciate you. And see you next time.